Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Give it to me. Give it to me. Hello, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. And welcome back to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where we analyze, discover, uncover, hashtag about the hottest trends and happenings and things that we think might be a thing and are wondering if they're a thing and are gut checking with you whether they're a thing by, of course, our still not yet patented method. (laughs) Got to get on that. Of looking out the window and sometimes reading a magazine. Pending. We want to change that to say pending. Pending. We do. Once we uh, once we apply. They'll never patent long time us, but we can listeners, always be pending. I don't know. Long-time listeners will know that my belief is that the patent office will... They'll patent like almost a, anything. Like a happy right. automated monkey, patent almost anything. Let's call it software. Hey, as a service. Yeah, and then, then they'll be like, oh, well, it's software. Convince me that this show is not somehow software as a service. It is entirely software as a service, as described Boom. in my 15-page application. <laughs> Thank you for joining us yet again for our nonsensical tour. <laughs> uh, I have a I have a a, uh, a a trend that was written up in Variety by somebody who makes a company that does these. Okay. Uh, but I find it interesting that this name has been given to them, and I think it it could catch on and be one of those cases where something that's been around for y- literally probably a decade or more gets a name and becomes a thing right uh-huh. okay so yes, this uh-huh. is a potentially emergent thing microcasts and i quote from the variety article enter the microcast oh, it's a mini podcast designed for distribution across multiple media including smart speakers podcast apps and now even spotify playlist its length seven to ten minutes and its content are uniquely optimized for use on all these platforms distinguishing it from ordinary voice skills and podcasts hmm. fascinating uh i would argue that Awesomely, I'm already on trend because I do a daily, a weekday microcast. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Marketplace Tech, the podcast is like seven to ten minutes. And myself, for, yeah. myself and Rich Straffolino also do a daily five-minute podcast. What do you know? <laughs> Holy craps. We are on top of it. Yeah, up first is a microcast. Uh, Axios Pro Rata is a microcast. But I do see... BBC News is a microcast. BBC News. NPR is a microcast. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, it's basically like nobody said ever that a podcast has to be 45 minutes long. It just sort of happened that way. Yeah. So you're just describing a podcast. But what they're really describing, which they gave a stupid name to, is the fact that like listening interfaces are becoming so much more broad and that there are these sort of collections of listening that you didn't necessarily used to have before. This is really yeah. just smart speaker stuff. No, if in fact, it's not it's not so much that microcasts are new. It's that the current 
formats in which you listen to things favor them more mm-hmm. than than they used to. This is similar to uh, I, I read an article in the Economist about uh, Spotify is causing and and other services like Spotify are causing musicians to get to the hook faster because you want when a song comes up you want people to be like oh yeah I want to add that to my playlist right well and it's not it's Spotify but it's also just like the increasingly shrinking (laughs) the magically shrinking attention span of the of the attention economy it's like right right well sure yeah for sure me in six seconds and there and there was like as when Vine was becoming really big and then musically and then now TikTok, like there is conversation about whether people are going to start creating six to 15 second songs. Yeah. It's like music it's, that it, only exists to be. It's a vicious cycle, right? Because there is, is the shortening attention span. And then Spotify makes it so easy to skip to the next thing or not, you know, add something to a playlist. Whereas back in the cassette days, <laughs> I don't know why I chose cassettes, but Adorable. it was it was harder to get out of a song, right? You had to stop and fast forward LPs, same way. And even CDs, when you had a skip button, you had to get up and walk over there, press the skip button, right? <laughs> so uh, people more often listen to albums. So uh, that's, that's a whole separate thing. But Microcast is benefiting from the fact that, oh, we're having these playlists of, sh- of podcasts on Spotify. Well, do you want yeah. a playlist of 16 hour-long podcast or do you want a playlist of 16 5 to 10 minute podcasts exactly and actually rich uh producer rich points out in the discord that that some of this was driven probably by people crafting content to go into flash briefings oh totally yeah really true yeah i mean we created a skill on that's how daily show that is literally just on make me smart that's literally just like get a little 45 second to a minute info blurb right and that's how daily tech headlines happened I was yep. like, oh, I could put this on, on the Amazon Echo as a flash briefing. That's yep. perfect. Yeah. Yep. Which, honestly, I'm I'm here for this. Like, I'm into <laughs> – I'm not into calling them microcasts out loud. Remember when transmedia was a thing? Oh, wow. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. It was like the shortest-lived, thank goodness, marketing push ever. But for a while, it was like, oh, everything has to be transmedia, which means available to be consumed on newspaper, website – radio tv you know there'll be this we'll have a transmedia strategy and this is kind of that except it's really just like also it has to be kind of short because people don't have a lot of time yeah and and they don't want long things right because short updates like short news updates on radio have existed forever right because Mm -hmm. people just want a short news update before they get to whatever programming they want otherwise uh but it's 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 different when you're on a on an amazon echo or a google home you don't want to stand there next to it and listen right 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 uh, it's you, you only have the time the amount of time that you're cooking breakfast basically yeah like right that, i mean i, I, I guess we're both personalizing this to our usages which is in the kitchen in both cases i guess it's i mean i think the the data bears out that most people are using their i'm looking i'm literally looking around to see if there's one in here there are alexa devices in the speaker in the kitchen i think Aren't they like they're using I mean, the, the timers and they're using them while they cook dinner? I use I we use ours most in the bathroom to listen to music while we're getting ready in the morning. Oh, in in the kitchen to uh, to listen to my flash briefing and and just kind of see news items and stuff, and then merely as a passive receiver in the living room to turn the television on and off and the lights on and off. 
Yeah, mine is the same, actually, the living room one. I I was making a little overshare noise about the bathroom thing. That's funny, but that is a good idea because Eli always, we have a big fight every time he takes a shower because he wants to take his phone in and listen to music. And I'm like, no, you're going to be in there forever. And (laughs) not a bad idea. I mean, I'm brushing my teeth listening to today's hits. It's how I keep up. Huh. I wouldn't know about Black Bear, F you and you and you and you and you if it wasn't for that. Oh, my God. Have you heard the, I mean, okay, I can not sing or even say or repeat any of the words in this song, but there's basically a song that just came out that is called Snitch. <laughs> and it's a rap song dedicated to... Takeshi? Takeshi 6 9 uh-huh. And it's it's like a mad TikTok meme. Like, oh, wow. You know, yeah, yeah. That like makes doing sense. their songs to it and stuff, but it basically is like... Bad word, bad word, N word, bad word, snitch. Bad word, bad word, N word, bad word, snitch. Bad word, bad word, N word, bad word, snitch. Like, and it just over and over and over. And I'm pretty uh-huh. sure that's the entire song. And it's basically just like, yeah, to follow up on a thing from last time. Luckily, I have TikTok to learn the, the top hits that will never get played on the radio ever. Oh, yeah. Well, isn't that weird? I was thinking about that with, with the Black Bear song, too. I'm like, how do they play this on the radio? Do they play this on the radio? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> let's just say that uh sub thing to all this conversation is that the idea of bad words seems to have completely gone away <laughs> they're still bad but now they it's are, like but... can you not say it in this situation i understand it's going to be said in all these other situations yeah dude like I, I the f word was on fx the other day or something like i'm just not even i don't even yeah let's just say i've lifted the shackles at home like mm. i have a teenager and it's literally on TV or on billboards or whatever. And so I'm just like, yeah, we're saying whatever we want to say. Interesting. I wonder it's been what, very I wonder freeing the, because uh... I swear like a sailor. Well, I wonder what the effect of that will end up being. Will, will it demystify bad words or is bad words an endemic thing to human nature that will always carry some punch? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Or maybe we'll just get new ones. Like the word boomer. Boomer. Darn boomer. Boomer. Um, hey, now, that's not nice. Don't say that in mixed company. Not, that's so rude. Mixed company My, being boomers in the room. Uh, Eli, sorry. <laughs> no, the other day, actually, Eli called me a boomer. No, he called one of his friends a boomer or something. And I was like, oh, I said, I'm like, that was a thing. And he goes, um, I know, I listened to the podcast. I saw a tweet so uh, that that said, boomers and Gen Xers, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, don't lump us in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Luckily, I'm still clinging to my exennial status. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Good for you. Um. My exennial status and my teenager are what allowed me to find out that this next thing is a thing. Also TikTok. So mm. recently, Mario Kart Tour came out yeah. last month, September 25th. Super popular. Super popular. Like huge deal. Nintendo's most popular mobile launch ever. And everyone's so excited about it. But that is actually not why Mario Kart Tour is a thing. Mm. Like it is a thing in the popularity way. But... The reason it's a thing today is because it's also a thing in that sort of special love-hate way that the internet sometimes gets with something, and then it becomes meme fodder. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so apparently Mario Kart Tour is great and very fun and really hard to play. Like mm-hmm. the controls are super confusing, and you're on the phone, and no one can figure out how to steer, <laughs> and they're always just like driving into stuff. And so as a result, they're tweeting about it constantly, but also making tons of meme videos of just not being able to drive. And then just hilarious TikTok videos where it's like just some narration of some other disastrous 
situation, like this one that we watched this morning is like this kid talking about how his mom is trying to help him control his weight. And she went through the trash to find out if he had any wrappers in there. And then he was like, you went through the trash? What are you, a raccoon? (laughs) And it's this whole little rant about his mom trying to overly control his eating all set to like this Mario Kart tour video where he runs Uh into the wall every five seconds. So it it goes both ways. It can be like audio set to the Mario Kart or video set to the idea, the audio of Mario Kart. It looks yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, and then little, you know, appropriate music where they, I mean, the, the editing is so clever where there's like a huge crash in the music or a beat drop or whatever. And then you run into the wall. Uh-huh. But yes, it is Mario Kart tour memes are everywhere. I mean, congrats to Nintendo for making a fun game that everybody wanted to download and Mario Kart. Yay. Like I'm probably going to get it. And of course, as microtransactions and all of those things, but the fact that it's just sort of like also so annoying that it has spawned a million TikToks is what really takes it to thing status. And TikTok, I think we have now solidified in our two conversations here, has become <laughs> the <laughs> the vector, the oh, yeah. vector of choice for culture these days. It's the thing setter. Yeah. Oh, have I have I ever said thing setter like trend setter? But know. thing setter. Oh. <gasps> I. I don't know, but make that a thing, everybody. Add that to the glossary, please. Because trends are <laughs> no two producer rich. <laughs> please update the glossary with the one term. That will be that will be our prize that we give out to like uh, you know the people who write in with the ex the excellent things. Yes. Ex- oh yeah. Are- like Shannon. Like oh Shannon K is a thing setter. We've been calling her a thing scout, but no, she's a thing setter. Yeah. Oh man. Absolutely. This show gets so much better all the time in real time. Yeah, that's how it gets better, folks. Yep. Also, Lakshada in the Discord points out that after Taylor Lorenz writes something about anything, it is a thing. And that is so true. Taylor Lorenz, formerly of The Atlantic, now of The New York Times. I am like <laughs> no, her biggest re- fan. Lakshada's whole post is posting TikToks to Twitter and sharing the tweets to Facebook and Instagram after Taylor Lorenz writes something about it. Oh, is the path. Yeah. That, <laughs> that is, is the totally path. the path. That is the path. <laughs> god she's good she is like seriously the oracle of our time we'll get her on let's do it yeah i've had her on the other shows more than once because i'm totally like tell me everything (laughs) feed me taylor (laughs) i want to check in on a uh, a personal indicator of a thing Mm. that i keep track of uh i mentioned uh over the years as a matter of fact that that my wife eileen uh is into k-beauty and for many years, uh, we had overflowing bins of sheet masks. Okay. Before, when you when you could only go to Seoul to get the best sheet masks, we went to Seoul and got the best <laughs> sheet masks and brought them back. And uh, I have a great picture of of her trying to like fit all the beauty products into a suitcase and and stuff years ago. Well, the other day, I looked over and I realized that the sheet mask bin was a little bare. Not. Not empty, but a little bare. And I asked her, I was like, mm, what's a, are sheet masks? Not a, I didn't want to say not a thing anymore, but like, what's, a, what's up with the sheet masks? She's like, oh, no, no, no. The sheet masks are still great. She's like, a lot of them expire though, and you can't use them anymore. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm more into eye masks, uh-huh. like just around the eye. And I realized, aha, not calling it over for sheet masks by any stretch, but we just talked about the fact that you can now get the sheet masks in the CVS and Walgreens. And that I feel like that has now peaked. Uh huh. 
clearly. And like the people now, sheet masks are basically your favorite indie band that signed with a big label, and now you're not right, into them anymore. Right. <laughs> and and that so there's, you know, they're still making very popular albums <laughs> that many people are buying, but yeah. yeah. But now sheet masks, sheet masks are Nickelback. Like we just do <laughs> <laughs> or Coldplay. They used to be so cutting edge, and now they're just everywhere. Wow. Yeah. It, there is a special... Lights go down in the sheet mask store. <laughs> there is a special thing status for something that the cutting edge is sort of quietly rejecting. And then, like, whatever Eileen is into now, if it's eye masks, in, like, two months, we'll be like, you know what's kind of a thing? Eye masks. Eye masks. Yeah. Eye masks are... They're the strong... They're the strong area now and 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 uh, don't get me wrong she was n- not in any way like dissing sheet masks <laughs> sheet mask fans i don't know oh, if yeah, sheet yeah, mask no. fans. but 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 i could tell that you know the attention and then i looked in the bin and i was like well that's an eye mask that's an oh that's an eye mask too like mostly eye masks in there oh my god now we're in the discord by the way we're talking about what sh- what other bands sheet masks have become <laughs> the black, black keys i, the white I suggest stripes. the white stripes mm-hmm. <laughs> that's good <laughs> <clears throat> um eye masks are little nas x recently my son's friend started texting me like my son on his phone right so eli was like hey can my friend text you I'm like, okay okay <laughs> and so he sends me some texts and i said and he goes oh well so later i said what was that about and he goes oh well, he th- he just thinks you're really funny on text and i was like oh thanks. <laughs> you have a I text really man. funny that's great yeah, no. It turns out that they think that I'm funny because my texts are so old sounding. Oh, uh-huh. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. you write full words. I write full words. And I said, the one that apparently sent them way over the edge was when I said, that really made me LOL. Uh, uh-huh. And I just wanted to emphasize that it was funny enough that indeed I literally laughed out loud. And he was like, uh, no, there's a way that you say that. LMFAO. <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, what? And then, and then he told me all the new rules for how you say... LOL at all, which is, by uh-huh. the way, none of the letters can be capitalized. And that caused me to say, yeah, but it's impossible to do that because if you just type LOL, it capitalizes the first letter. And he's like, mom, everyone turns off autocorrect. What? Uh-huh. And so I started looking around the internet to verify this, as you do. Taylor Lorenz has not written about it yet, but I'm sure that's coming. Yeah, it's publishing right now, probably. <clears throat> but deliberate poor grammar of the kind that you see typed over, you know, over memes and in TikToks and like in the dog language, the doggo speak, all well, of that. And, and I oop is deliberately oop. poor grammar, for instance. Yeah. Totally. Or it me. It me, and right? All of these things that are indeed somewhat hard to accomplish if your phone is trying to help you. Uh huh. And so they all turn off their autocorrect. And they spell I'm just lowercase I am. And they, they, I know, I know, I hear you. I hear you freaking out. And I have had the same freak out. However, it is weirdly freeing. Especially- I'm also watching the Discord reactions. The Maw of Madness. How will we differentiate ourselves from the animals? I know. I really, and they're ouch, and no, and the oh, God. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is the response we're all happening because I, I haven't, because, like, really, typing without autocorrect just sounds. I've tried it. It's insane. It's impossible. Like, words don't come out right. It is as though you've literally forgotten how to type or speak. And 
Yeah, like typos have been a big part of internet culture for a long time. But this is so deliberate and specific. It's like the first thing they do when they get a new phone is turn off autocorrect. It's like turning off the uh, the typing sounds. Yeah. It's, and I was, oh yeah, yeah, that is the sign yeah, of a yeah. true rookie, leaving the typing sounds on. Oh man, when I see that lady in the grocery store, I'm always like, oh honey. Yeah, um, and they're looking at us using autocorrect the same way. But I will say that although I would never have considered this under normal circumstances ever in my entire life, now that uh, iOS 13 is out, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Why is why iOS 13 pushing you over the all edge? all literally just a gateway for me to bring about <laughs> iOS 13, the and worst we're fine software update I have ever encountered from Apple. Like, it is terrible. Why is the autocorrect so bad? Somehow, it, it, it like, enabled French. It added what? a French keyboard <laughs> to my keyboard settings as my second happen? language. And so... That did not happen to me. Really? Yeah, it happened. Fully half of my autocorrects were French. Were to French, which I'm sorry. (laughs) How did these things happen to you? That's hilarious. I know. I mean, it is magnetic field, but like, I know, dear artificial intelligence. If I am typing in English, why would I want you to turn T H E into T H E with an accent aigu so that it says T? Like, I'm not. I'm typing. Not talking about T. Not. T. Like, what in the hell? Or the other day, I wrote a word that included the letter A, and it put a little accent over the A, so, so to mean at, instead of uh. Maybe it just, it's, maybe it's a compliment. Your phone is like, oh, well, this woman is chic. She must speak French. That's adorable, but it is not a compliment. It's just so <laughs> stupid. And also, it's stupid machine learning, right? Like, I, every other word is in English. Well, and that's the dichotomy, right? Everyone's afraid that machine learning is going to, you know, take our jobs at the same time that it can't really get much right. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. It's crazy, and then it's just sort of like it, it's so inconsistent and weird. And like, what I typed something the other day, it was like a really obvious word, like, con- oh, it was contacts. Contacts, easy word. Because Apple has a quote unquote product called yes. contacts uh-huh i typed the word contacts and it capitalized it and put an apostrophe in it <laughs> where'd the apostrophe go i don't know <laughs> oh c-o-n-t-a-c-t apostrophe s what that right. doesn't even make sense for the no product one would ever even type that in relation to a product but just because contacts the app exists on the well, phone i guess doesn't mean if, that i ever want to talk about it in that context if you're typing the app's problems contacts problems are yeah right then you would use an apostrophe that's ridiculous banana so anyway all of that is to say and uh and to echo lakshada in the discord it was one ducking too many (laughs) (laughs) i think maybe the kids are onto something you know possibly for the wrong reason they are Mm -hmm. yeah like Mm -hmm. i don't want to intentionally type bad grammar but not having to deal with the pain of autocorrect maybe is just the same as dealing with the pain of having to retype things because I have to retype things all the time. Right, right. Uh, it's always try- autocorrect for even before iOS 13. It's autocorrecting to things that I'm like, no, that is not. What did my brother send me earlier? Uh, I It's my brother's birthday coming up. I sent him a Green Bay Packers sweatshirt because he lives up in Wisconsin. He's a, he's a Packers fan. Oh, and he was checking in on... Uh, he was checking in to make sure like the fires here in LA uh, weren't affecting us, which they're yeah. not, thankfully. He's like, right. 
I got the alerts at work about the refill too soon in L.A. Fires is what he was typing uh-huh, about yeah. the fires, but it re- auto-corrected it to refill too soon. I mean... <laughs> How does that even make sense? Yeah. I don't know. And I, it's it really has sort of like gotten worse, and I assume they've tried to... But it's also... It is back to the point about how the machines are not going to take over. Like the one recent, a couple of days ago, I had a complete fit about the name of my son's elementary school, which he's not at anymore. But this is a word that I typed every single day for like seven years, right? A lot of times a day. We went to the school for, and it it is, it's in my contacts. It is populated all throughout my email. And yet, every time I try to type it, the phone fix changes it to something else. Like, never learns it. Has never learned it in nine years that's of usage. So weird. Yeah. Anyway, that's not yeah, that's not working. The I, the, not the, the thing about iOS thirteen that bugs me the most is they they moved things in the keyboard just enough oh, that I, I haven't quite got used to not typing a little lower down, and so I'm constantly changing the keyboard to the emoji keyboard. Yes, me too. I noticed that also, and there was no need for that. And then they completely changed the way that you select versus like cut and copy. Like they moved the select thing out of the cut and copy menu or something. And one is like a hard press and one is a light yeah, tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ran into like, that today too, yeah. it's. I get that it's trying to do too much, but it just feels like a, it feels like a lack of competition. I will say though, I will say just for balance, mm-hmm. uh, when I'm doing Duolingo, auto suggest is on and it's almost like cheating. Because it knows that, oh, you're in Duolingo. You often type, you know, high school student because I'm learning Japanese and this is the section where it's like teaching me high school, elementary, university, right? And so it's constantly like probably university students. And I'm like, yes, indeed it is. Thank you for the hint. I didn't learn any Japanese from that, but you did help me out quite a lot. (laughs) I feel like in the interest of balance, I should say I do love dark mode. I put dark mode on everything. So that and they were that yeah. was that was a thing on one of our recent episodes. Yeah, yeah, there don't know. Dark mode is is a uh, very popular. I don't really care about it. When it's on I'm I'm fine with it, but I don't seek it out. I wonder if I'd be happier if I did though. I got to say, I've been I didn't think I was going to be happier either and at first I was annoyed and one of the things I'm very annoyed about is that in dark mode selecting text is, is virtually easier. invisible. No, it's invisible. Mm. Oh, oh, it's harder. Okay. Yeah, like you can't yeah, that makes see sense. because the, the, the cursor not, color yeah. didn't change. It's still that sort of light blue. <clears throat> well, that's an oversight. And so then, right. This, But this is the kind of attention to detail I'm talking about. Like this is what has always made iOS <laughs> the best in the business. And I'm like, wait, in dark mode, you left the cursor and the text selection color the same light blue that is invisible, especially when you're outside. Like, come on, guys, get it together. Also, uh, we're just going to change Mac OS apps uh, to not work, even if large companies like Adobe haven't yet caught up. I mean, part of that, I blame the companies. They've had some time, but still, like no upgrade path, no alert, just, oh, your app doesn't work anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's a lack of competition, guys. I know this has turned into a whole other show, and I apologize. And Welcome to else. Buzz Out Loud, the podcast of indeterminate Apple. existence. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes it's it just pops package. up. This feels like a good time to go to your feedback. Let's do it. Joe plans the IAT party in honor of cancel culture. Let's schedule our It's a Thing party for every weekend from now until we have it and cancel it every Thursday night because we are all going to just snuggle with our Yeti tumblers full of orange wine. That is amazing. 
Uh, and I also really like that we're reclaiming cancel culture too. No, we mean cancel plans. <laughs> we mean cancel plans. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm, I'm fully into that. Well done, Joe. The best. Endorse. Uh, I, words cannot even express how many emails, tweets, Instagram comments, and the like we got about the Subaru Crosstrek. I mean, it lit a fire. Yeah. Can we get a nailed it? Do we, no, have, the, yeah. do we have the sound effect? I don't have it. Oh, uh, Okay. Well, some apparently we nailed it with the cross track thing. And I'm I'm just gonna say I worried at first that it might be specific to the Bay Area and then I was in Chicago for like thirty five hours until last night and I saw like eleven million cross tracks. And <laughs> then we got these eleven million emails. For example, Jeff, who wrote in and said, I own a twenty sixteen Subaru cross track in dark blue with khaki leather interior, so hits close to home for me a bit. It is a running shoe style, which I liked. I mean, it has little orange tags on the seats that read Cross Trek. And he says the Cross Trek is just an Impreza wagon with a lift kit. Several people wrote in, by the way, to say that part of the reason that the Cross Trek is so great is that it's got an eight and a half inch clearance, ground clearance, even mm. which for a small <laughs> hatchback is amazing. That's probably my biggest complaint about my little race car. But he says that in Columbus, Ohio, at least, the Forester. Is really the jam. That's the huh. everybody gets. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like hearing those regionalisms. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yep, totally. Uh, we also had people uh, writing in on the Subaru Crosstrek from around the country, including that Charlie dude, Chris in Minneapolis, where the favorite color is blue. Uh, Lynn sees them in D.C. Paul, the software entomologist, uh, khaki cars as a general thing. That's Eric saw two in 24 hours after listening to this while eating mediocre yogurt. <laughs> Is mediocre yogurt a something? I think it might be. Or it's an uh, ancillary to the Bader-Meinhof effect. Oh, maybe. And I should say that long time Tom and Molly listener, Holly Hawk, wrote in to say, like, I guess me and my wife are a thing because they have one. In <laughs> Seems like a <laughs> lot great. of people have it in orange, actually. Uh, and then, of course, Reggie uh, sent in the Crosstrek-inspired music uh, made by Hobo Johnson, uh, the rapper. Who he said may also be a thing, but for different reasons. Yeah, possibly. Oh my god! All right, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to play that. And then let's see, uh, Luke on sad fishing wrote in and said it, you were wondering if there's a Debbie Downer slash pity party cultural equivalent to sad fishing, and yes, I came across it the other day in an episode of the new vampire comedy What We Do in the Shadows. SNL's Vanessa Bayer plays an quote emotional vampire who extracts energy from others by draining their pity and emotional reserves. My cat died. My mother's sick. I never had a family. And he said, although I'm pretty sure sad fishing is a little friendlier than calling someone out as an emotional vampire. And then off subject, but the best fishing portmanteau is hat fishing, (laughs) where a guy wears a hat in the club to hide his receding hairline. Friend saw me, uh, saw a woman take a potential suitor's hat off. And she said, just making sure you aren't hat fishing me. That's amazing. That is amazing. Uh, we had a whole conversation about hat fishing on Good Day Internet earlier this week because I'd really? seen this email and I was I couldn't hold it back. I was like, "Do you know?" Because Roger Chang's reaction was like, "Wait, women don't like bald men? That doesn't make sense." And I was like, "That's that's your <laughs> that's your reaction to hat fishing?" Okay, what? That's hilarious. That's very, that's a Roger Chang moment. Right yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Luke also wrote in to say the perfect coffee mug is the hydro flask. Oh, yeah. The coffee stays so hot, which is totally true. But it's, you know, it's big. We're about the little, the small tumbler. And then he attached his favorite star sticker 
because they are, in fact, a thing. And his favorite star sticker is a gold star that says, you explained my joke to me with a thumbs up, <laughs> which, by that. the way, is literally my favorite thing to do. And I cannot wait to go find the sticker and use it everywhere. And then Heather on Tiny Cider uh, wrote, I have really enjoyed your show and specifically your adult beverage discussions. <laughs> As a Gen Xer, I lived through the sad days of Zima. And I have to say that this summer I found Boozy Seltzer to be a huge improvement. I also felt that this summer's White Claw drought was a sham. There are so many other brands, some I thought much better. What I'm writing about today is what I consider a merging of things. Strongbow Cider, one of my favorite ciders, by the way. Strongbow Cider is now selling 12 packs in 100-calorie cans. They're larger than a tiny Coke but smaller than the average boozy seltzer. Uh-huh. In college, Strongbow was considered a weird pick at our Beers of the World bar in D.C. It's wild to see it marketed as a low-cal option, but I'm okay with it. That is amazing, yes, because the small can thing it was a total trend. I, You know what? I just totally. noticed this, too. Oh, yeah. so smart. So after, smart. Uh, after I saw Heather's email, too, I noticed that Corona... Uh, shows a small can version of Corona in its ads now, uh, which I see during the baseball coverage during the playoffs. Wow. Amazing. All right. Well, that's good. We're all going to a lower, a smaller, uh, cannier size. (laughs) Portion size, everyone. It's the key to everything. Absolutely. Uh, Also, folks, we have new patron rewards. If you haven't checked them out, uh, you can get bonus content. Uh, extended conversations from Molly, myself, and our producer Rich uh, at the uh, at the I can't remember what level, but you can see it at Patreon.com/slash It's a Thing. <laughs> and at a certain level, uh, you get a shout out. So shout out to Mike Akins and Louis Saint Amour. Yes, thank you for supporting us at the shout out level. Thanks to everybody actually who supports the show. It really makes it possible every week. It's wonderful. Uh, you should all know that I'm finally going to get a new computer so that we don't have to worry about our. <laughs> About weird little audio blips because my mm. poor 2013 MacBook Air is out of memory. <laughs> oh, poor thing. That's all because of you, everyone. Thank you. You can also email us your things. Keep them coming. Uh, either pop them in the Discord in the Things channel or email them to us at feedback at itsathing.me. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I had I literally had so much fun this week reading all the Subaru Crosstrek emails. <laughs> That's why we do it. Just that. <laughs> Talk to you next time. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.